0: On Education's FETC 2020 coverage is sponsored by Fidgets. Fidgets are interactive USB sensors that bring your code to life. There's no soldering or wiring required. Simply plug in a fidget sensor, write code in your favorite language, and watch your ideas come alive. Fidgets are used by thousands of STEM professionals globally and are now available for computer science students. Simply go to Bitly Fidgets on Education to get your introductory kit that includes a free sensor worth over $50. That's Bitly Fidgets on Education.
1: And I used to post videos of me singing a cappella, and I got flagged for copyrighted content. Sure you
0: did. That's because you're damn good. <laughs>
2: All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We're here at FETC with Christina Ishmael. Welcome.
1: Welcome. So yeah. happy
2: that you're I mean, with us. we're in
1: Miami in January. That's it's a so great bad. place to be.
2: Right. It's amazing. Um, I I've, I told you privately, um, we met about a year, well, no, about Not even six or ago. seven months ago. Not even a ago, Yeah. For the first time, and and I love everything that you do, mm. all of the things, and, um, and I love talking with you. And uh, you were on like my list of people to mm-hmm. come on the podcast this year. And so Thank we you. I'm so happy. Like I was like, yes, she's going to be here. Let's do it. <laughs> so I was so happy to to be able to do this. Awesome. It's exciting. So for anyone who doesn't know who you are and what you which do, which is want a lot to, of people. <laughs> well, we're going to we're going to change that. we we'll um, it to the world. Here. Absolutely. Right. Go, go ahead and introduce yourself yeah. and, and all the awesome things that you do.
1: Cool. So uh, my official title is Senior Project Manager for Teaching, Learning, and Tech at a civic enterprise and think tank in Washington, D.C. called New America. I'm on their education policy program, have been there for um, about three years now, uh, continuing a lot of the work that I led at the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Ed Tech, uh, which is supporting educators, school districts, leaders yeah. um, as they transition away from traditional instructional materials to the use of resources um, that we call open educational resources. So those are resources that have a Creative Commons license on them that allow for you to revise and remix them and customize them for your local context, which is what I did as a classroom teacher um, when I was in the classroom back in Omaha, Nebraska. um, And then was the digital learning specialist for the state of Nebraska before I moved out to D.C. So I've been in a whole variety of of positions. All the things. Yeah.
0: So we're here at FETC and... Amazing conference. Yeah. What, uh, what brings you here? Like, what are you presenting on or what yeah. are you discussing?
1: had the chance to um, co-present on a, a workshop on Tuesday all around conscientious creativity. So what where is the intersection of uh, creativity uh, and copyright as well as creative commons and so when we talk about um, the ethics and the laws of the use of materials sure. um, especially if we want to show mastery um, students um, when they show mastery of a skill or of different concepts um, we want them to create more so than just filling out the bubbles um, but we also want them to be aware of using other people's content um, creating their own content and then we also talked about that within the teacher realm as well um, and so I was joined by um, Carrie Gallagher, Monica Burns, and Lynn Kleinmeier and had a really great session.
2: Underrated subject, completely. No. And I'll, I'll admit to being someone like, I did like graphic design, I did yeah. video stuff, I did music. Such a bad teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I I was so terrible at this stuff and didn't appreciate that I was missing, like again, like... I've been super reflective of my time in the classroom yeah. since I've been out of it yep. and um, totally understand that I missed an amazing digital citizenship opportunity mm. to when I didn't talk about, you know, um, this, yeah. like respecting, especially now that I'm like a content creator for yeah. lack of better words. Yeah, And I was always like big on respecting, especially game designers and like. People saying games should be free. And I'm like, well, these people need to eat
0: yeah. right, and earn an income. So don't steal their games. Yeah. Go buy their games yeah.
2: because they need to feed their families too. Absolutely. And it's like, but I, I didn't do a good job of explaining that stuff to my students. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm so glad that you're helping teachers navigate this because yeah. it's important, right?
1: It is, and I I think often of (laughs) how much I violated copyright in my own classroom, Um, and leading professional development on this for a number of years, uh, that folks don't want to talk about it, um, because it's kind of scary, sure, uh, and then it's not sexy. (laughs) No. Um, When you put copyright in the title of anything, people are like, no, I'm good, (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. Just
0: recently, I was just going to ask you this. Yeah. there was a tweet that I put out and Mike responded with a Canadian response because <laughs> they have Canadian laws that are different yeah. than the United oh, States. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So it was a, it was a specific uh, question that one of the teachers that I serve as an instructional coach was they were the students were creating these videos. Yeah. And they were like, um, let's just call them a, a walk through my life videos. Okay. You yeah. know, those kind of things. Yeah. And the students wanted to put in copyrighted music yeah. clips into yeah. these videos. And my question was to the general population of Mm -hmm. eduTwitter Twitter out there was can they do this if it's only a clip Mm -hmm. and we are going to just house it inside of Schoology let's say yeah and really what I wanted to know is the real whys or why nots yeah I didn't want someone to just go ahead and do it Mm -hmm. you know those kind of things of course I could just do it and not tell anybody or whatever might be really what I wanted to do was get a better understanding of mm-hmm. what the laws are and mm-hmm. how this all governed and what I got was a humongous thread <laughs> of gray. Yeah. yeah. Well, even yes. the people that were uh, that were the experts there was yeah. uh, there was someone that actually someone knew uh, that worked for the Minnesota Department of Education specifically in this kind of area, okay. right? Yep. And it maybe it wasn't Department of Education, maybe it was specific to to whatever this yeah. might be. And even their response as they cited some kind of laws was completely gray. Yeah. And in the end, it made me feel like very empty. Oh. <laughs> and, no, I mean, and because a lot of people responded with, I just do that. I know. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay, Glenn. Just mm. let them, whatever. And I'm like, no, this is an opportunity for me to actually yeah. go ahead and learn more about sure. this and then give people, the next time this happens, give them the right instruction. Yep. You know, I'm supposed to be Absolutely. helping That's teachers certainly your to job. to go yeah. ahead and yeah, do yeah, totally this yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. I'm laying this ginormous yeah, bomb in front yeah, of you here, and, and I don't even know, like, so you many, have three, three minutes to go. Yeah.
2: How do we solve so copyright? Many things
1: to <laughs> consider in that specific scenario. Um, of course, for educational purposes, we have a, we often refer to fair use. There are four factors of fair use. I would go through the four factors and kind of consider all of those pieces. Um, and then you also mentioned Schoology, which is a learning management system. And technically, a learning management system sits behind, it's kind of that walled garden. Yes. And so, that is technically an extension of the four walls of the classroom, which helps us extend that fair use okay. before I would rather, like, put it up on YouTube. Sure. Um, because YouTube runs the algorithm. that That flags copyrighted content. Mm. Um, I mentioned earlier, before we got started, that I'm a singer. And mm-hmm. I used to post videos of me singing acapella, mm-hmm. and I got flagged for copyrighted content. Sure
0: you did. That's because you're damn good. <laughs> That's how good you are no, at seriously. Adele, at I mean, is that it got you flagged? Would to, you would have to be at the trigger that algorithm in order right? to get it. I've sang a lot of uh, songs on my YouTube channel. Have you? None well, of them have None gone. of them
1: have gotten flagged. So, so actually, so
2: that not was not actually that actual a demonstration <laughs> of your chops right there. Yeah, that's amazing. That is Love not
1: it. why I said that, I'm just <laughs> simply saying I have been like that person sure. that has gotten no, the gotcha. flag. So, so Yeah, no no no. I unfortunately it is kind of gray. Um and mm. <laughs> Mike and I were talking about policy earlier, and that is kind of the world that I live in. And so, um, especially with advances in technology, technology and policy do not mash up. Mm. Um, and so, we will have a really long time before those two things catch up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That, I mean, at least that was a honest response yeah. as far as the thing yeah. goes. And really, as far as for instructors that are out there, yep. that was a great response as far as the extension of the classroom. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted yeah. to know and yeah. make sure of that that actually is the case. Yeah. I, honest there's so many things that people are s- saying out there that are mm. okay to do. As long as you only use X amount of time of the thing. That is a myth. As, <laughs> and that's what I, and I actually did some research myth. and yes. I yes. saw that several <laughs> yeah. times That it's like, don't think that this is yeah. actually real. Yeah. As long as you blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's yeah. a whole list of things that people are just spreading. Yes. Let's just call it as Absolutely. a thing. But it's not yeah. actual real. Yeah. yeah.
1: And even the the learning management system versus a classroom website would yeah. be different because classroom website is usually public. And so it's publicly searchable. Same thing with a YouTube video. So, yeah, there are definitely
2: differences. So once it's inside of a walled garden like Schoology, the the, the law is different a little bit?
1: A little bit. um, The the question that got asked in our session, actually, was what happens if that student then wants to take it and post it on Facebook or post it on their own YouTube channel? Then it leads to a different question. Because if you're using copyrighted content, it's no longer for educational purposes. You're showing something that you've created. But then that leads to a different scenario. So, yeah, there are no hard and fast rules, unfortunately. And I am not an intellectual property lawyer. I do always preface by saying that. <laughs> right. it's um, complicated, man. It is man. very complicated. Wow. And I've heard from, from many of my Canadian friends, it's a little more cut and dry um, in Canada. And so sometimes I'm like, hmm, that'd be nice.
2: <laughs> and yeah, it's definitely a lot more lax.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
2: like we don't have like, uh, even like in the... Back in the, dating myself, maybe a little, but like back in like the when music downloading was a thing, oh, yeah. like you had people getting sued yes. in the United States yeah. and like in Canada, there it there wasn't, wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. anything related mm-hmm. to that at all. Napster. Right, yes, back in the the Napster days, LimeWire days. LimeWire, yeah. Oh, nice. Those are the days. Those are the days. So, policy. Yeah. So, New America, I mean, and I know that I called it a think tank and you corrected me, but... No, 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 I mean... Not corrected me, but... Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: traditionally, a think tank. Yeah. Yeah. It's We now expand it and we say we're also an action tank, and then um, we've even expanded to say more of a civic enterprise.
2: Awesome. Yeah. And I'm a policy wonk. We talk policy a lot here yeah. again, say it all the time. Everyone's talking about politics and education, except for the educators. Mm-hmm. So someone like we need to be talking and there's so much to talk about. Um, and I don't even kind of know where to, we had like this, like huge discussion about teacher pay Yeah. and you, but you're, As it relates to policy in your job, Mm -hmm. you're talking mainly about curriculum and delivery, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. Um, And again, that kind of comes from the project that I led at the U.S. Department of Education, um, where we were trying to kind of catalyze what was happening in certain schools, where they were um, kind of moving away from textbooks to the use of different types of resources. We love that. Mm-hmm. So do I. <laughs> um, and so we have to keep track of the policy aspect because we need to know if that's allowable in a lot of states, um, but also at the district level, um, if teachers are creating materials, are who does the copyright belong to? Does it belong to the, to the district itself? Does it belong to them? So, yeah, we definitely look at the policy kind of from the national level, the state level, even down to the local and the district level. Are,
2: are districts writing like intellectual property into their policies like for teacher rules now? Like is yeah. that a thing? So yes, it is. It is. is
1: it? Yeah. And it actually has been for a number of years, but we've never paid attention to it. Um, because of sites like Teachers Pay Teachers and other places where um, teachers can share content that they've created and potentially profit off of that, it's become much more uh, of a concern for district leaders.
2: It would be a, via- like in an, the way that I've always understood intellectual property property rules and, like, the way it's almost always written in any contract I've seen. Yeah. If a, if a teacher made something for their classroom and then decided to put it up on TPT, they'd be violating their mm-hmm. their IP contract. Yeah. Right? Yes. Those yeah.
0: materials belong to the district. It
2: Correct. belongs to the district.
1: Yeah, especially if they use a district-issued device. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there is also, like, a gray area where if I created it at home, but then I used it in my classroom... <sighs>
0: Then what is it? It's, I know. It's gray. Yes, <laughs> because, Man.
1: because you use it in your classroom. Yes. So then technically, it's on teacher time. Like, it, you know, it. Oh, it's confusing sometimes.
2: Does sock Rapids have policies related to this stuff? I don't know if we'd
0: have specifically in our contract written into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost positive that the state of Minnesota itself, mm-hmm. there are governing laws that talk specifically to this case. and. Yeah it's in on the side of the district yeah so it's not like it's on the, on the teacher individual. the mm-hmm. teacher side it's they are you are they are likely to win in a lawsuit if yeah. they if they decided to pursue that which sure most districts wouldn't, but you never know. No. And it's, there, it's important for us to go ahead and know that. There is a district
1: that I've worked with, and they have someone at the district office, uh, one of their curriculum folks, that go and search TPT for content that was created within the district. And they found one of their teachers had profited about $60,000 in one oh, year. Oh, my
0: goodness. And
1: they Whew. offered them their job or the to continue with TPT, and they decided to keep their job.
0: Wow. So, so it's Did, a thing. Yeah. No. And I, I mean, wow. I've seen different articles where a, a district sues basically yeah. an employee yep. for this for the specific case, and it's a real thing.
1: Yeah, so. I would say. Um, Something that we probably don't read necessarily, teacher contracts and teacher handbooks.
0: Oh God, I know. I was just <laughs> thinking about that. I actually was just was discussing we don't read with those that, things. the <laughs> beginning of the year and yeah. how quickly we are going, like our job as instructional coaches and yeah. tech directors and whoever else it might be. How how much uh, content we actually have to get to our employee yeah. to basically onboard them? Of course. And we have such a limited amount of time uh, because yes. of the teacher contract. Yep. So a normal employee in a normal scenario, whatever it might right, be, right. you would take as much time as you possibly, even did some training and whatever it might be. You might take two weeks yeah. as a, a, to make sure you walk through all of the things to mm-hmm. make sure we onboard you. And yep. you really truly understand, like, what are you doing there? But then you yep. read through what are the policies that govern your job. And those, I I can guarantee there's a lot of teachers out there (laughs) right now that are listening that have not read that teacher handbook struck, and it's like, huge fear into the know, hearts of so, so sorry. many teachers no, I'm, but I'm serious and, and I They're was gonna a, be like what
1: was her name again oh, I
2: don't like her I don't like her anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. A, I don't care what they say I was a
0: union rep <laughs> and uh, the president of our local union and this these types of things not specifically the copyright issue but yeah. just the concept of not reading your contract mm-hmm. yeah. and then violating it without intent without
1: intent yeah. Yeah. and then
0: violating it also because because you saw somebody else doing whatever the behavior, yeah. or you said, oh, I thought everybody was, yeah. you know, kind of that thing. It's like, no, yeah. oh, you signed a contract. It's, <laughs> it's not you pre- actually
1: can't do that. It's not pretend <laughs>
0: world. It's, uh, you know, th- this is real and you yeah. actually signed it. So it's important to do. Of course. And it's, it's, sure, it's filled with a bunch of things that may or may not ever be relevant to yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm but it's important to go ahead and know them. And then it's important to ask questions too. You sure. can ask your district leaders questions about specific things
2: that you're doing to make sure that you're following and abiding, whatever yeah. it might be. And you should totally like ask questions. Yes. Yeah. Find out what your laws are. Find out what your policies, find out the contract that you signed. Yeah. Right. I mean, you should know. Um, I'd love to switch gears. Yeah. A little. Okay. I keep my, my Facebook friends list is very small. We're Facebook friends, right? I feel
1: so honored, and
2: it's so small, um, but it's. And I've told you this off air. um, The things that you talk about on Facebook specifically, I don't know if you talk about them anywhere else, but I've asked you if we could talk about them. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not get
1: emotional too. So, yeah,
2: (laughs) Um, you talk so personally and eloquently and emotionally and Mm. in in a a love. I don't know, even know the words hmm. about your mental, like about mental health, and about you yourself as it relates to that. And it's just, it's awesome Thanks. to 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 watch you talk about it and be so open about it. And and I love that teachers are starting to talk about, educators are starting to yeah. talk about their mental health. Yeah, we had um, Jen Jennifer Clifton, Clifton mm-hmm. on. Um, Just recently, who um, spoke so great about teacher health and mental health. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we're very good friends with Mandy Froelich, who's been hanging around. Yeah. And and, um, we're going to have her on in in a couple weeks. And she talks about this, too. And this is like a thing that we've ignored for so long. Yeah. Um, Talk... Say, I don't know what you want to say about it, but <laughs> I, I just wanted to say thank you for yeah, being so open and that. honest about thank what you. you talk about and about you personally, because everyone is different and everyone mm. deals with these things different and everyone's world like I've even talked like I have like a ridiculously serious case of imposter syndrome that mm. I deal with constantly. Yeah. And I've talked about that a little bit and everyone approaches things differently. Yeah. Um, so maybe talk just a little sure. bit about that yeah, and absolutely. however, however absolutely. you want to do that.
1: Um, so I guess I've always kind of struggled with mental health. Um, and I say always, I distinctly remember um, I tried to commit suicide in my senior year of high school. Hmm. Um, and fortunately it didn't work. (laughs) Um, but that was the first time that I started seeing a therapist and, um, started antidepressants and really trying to work on myself. Mm. Uh, and there was also family issues that were going on at home. And so that was, you know, the impetus for a lot of that work or a lot of that, that anguish and and Mm. kind of trying to figure things out. Um, my dad actually passed, um, the summer after I graduated high school. So not even probably a year after all of this went down. Um, and it's now been uh, 18 years since he passed. And um, we buried him the day before I started my first day of undergrad. And, ooh, gonna try not to cry. Um, I just kept going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I've stayed busy for 18 years.
0: Wow. And just never, yeah.
2: Really, and haven't
1: really processed all of that. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, a series of events, and August being a month full of anniversaries, good and bad, yeah, um, just led me to a place that I was like, "Oh, it's time for some help." Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, so I've been seeing a therapist. Uh, Sorry. No, it's (laughs) okay.
2: Sorry. (laughs) No,
1: it's fine. Um, back on antidepressants. Um, officially diagnosed with um, high functioning anxiety. Uh, which I didn't know was a thing. I just thought everyone functioned this way. Um and also like trying to understand, I've always understood like my Myers Briggs and my strengths finder through Gallup, um, but also understanding my Enneagram, being a number three, um, and an achiever and what that means for me personally and professionally. Um, and then working on my just working on a bunch of things with my therapist um has helped. And um I just wanted to be really transparent about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't seeing a lot of folks. I also feel the imposter syndrome. Like when I moved out to DC and you're around really important people. Yeah, um, yeah, I can the imagine. The very first day that I was in the office, I rode the elevator with secretary King and I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no idea. And so I have dealt with that a lot. And um, if I have any sort of platform, um, I felt it was really important to share because um, I also think that there is some sort of like um, uh, what people see of me in public. And guess what? It's not always rainbows and sunshine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really not because I have really, really low lows and I think um, other people do too. And so that's why I felt a little more compelled to share and share so transparently. And I've had a number of people and I I wasn't expecting the amount of text messages and DMs and people coming up to me in the middle of conferences that I have never met before um, saying, I really appreciate the posts that you've been putting up there and just knowing that I'm not alone because I also feel this way, but I don't talk about it or I can't post about it. And I I'm happy to. So, um, it's meant a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's, um, you never know what people are dealing with and you, you, your smile is incredible (laughs) and your laugh and, and you're so like great to talk to Mm. and you never know, Yeah, you know, what, what's going on. And so to be willing to put yourself out there and share it and and talk about it with us even is, yeah. is um, ins- it's going to inspire people. It, yes. it helps people, even if that wasn't your intent.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> and
2: it doesn't need to be like, you don't need to do anything for anybody. You, no. do, it, you do it for no. you. Yeah. It
1: was just really healing to write that stuff too. Uh-huh. So
2: yeah, totally.
1: Yeah.
0: There's something too that. I mean, as far as what's happening now in today's society, whatever it might be, that I think is really healthy and it's called that stigma that yeah. comes with, you know, any type of mental health issues, yeah. we know, we understand that it's, it's important to share those things right. as best you can in whatever situation, whatever it might be, right. and to not feel that you, number one, that you're alone. And yeah. the more that we actually hear those things, the more obviously that the rest of us that maybe don't have that platform, or maybe we just don't, we don't want to say anything, Absolutely. you know, whatever it might be, or we can't, Absolutely. for whatever the reason may be. Um, but we feel like, hey there is something and there's something I can do about this yeah. you know there's not I'm not alone there's something I could go ahead and do about this
2: um, and, and I could start healing yeah. you know, whatever it might be so thank you for that yeah.
1: yeah absolutely
2: how can people talk to you connect with you on Twitter yeah. uh, learn more about what you do in your work
1: Yeah, so um, I am KM Ishmael on Twitter, I-S-H-M-A-E-L. And um, if you go to the New America website, newamerica.org, and you look under the education policy program, uh, more stuff about what I do for work is on there as well.
2: Awesome. Christina Ishmael, thank you so much.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to On Education. My name is Glenn Irvin. My co-host is Mike Washburn. On Education is part of the On Podcast Media Network. You can listen to this show and many others by great educators like Monica Burns, Mike Matera, Tisha Richmond, and many more by visiting onpodcastmedia.com. Want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Mike is at Mr. Washburn on Twitter, and I can be found on Twitter at Irv Spanish. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com oneducationpod. We're also on Instagram at oneducationpod. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. This helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Classcraft, for supporting us. Check out classcraft.com slash oneducation to learn more about them. Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome and see you soon.